Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm one of your hosts, Andy. I'm Bruce. And uh, we've made it to the end of season two. Ding, 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 ding. Episode 20. For those who were not here with us last season, last season, we ended the season. How many times can I say season? Uh, we ended the season with uh, some fun themed decks. Uh, we came up with the theme. We built decks uh, apart from each other. <laughs> came back, uh, showed them off. Uh, last season was germs. Uh, <laughs> but this this season, uh, it's this opted for a more uplifting May. theme. Yeah, this episode's coming out in May, so. Uh, I chose a theme last week. This week, we came back together. We got our decks. The theme is barbecue. 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 Some nice uh, grilled meat or meat substitute and uh, lots of fun. Bring that's, in that's the meat. That's what today's going to be. Uh, I should have grabbed a beer for this one, but... You can just Got dub. My water. You can just dub in the ch sound. Yeah. So, uh, Bruce, what do you think of this theme? I was actually kind of worried we were going to have a lot of the same cards because I was sort of <laughs> thinking we were thinking along the same levels. And mm-hmm. the funny part is, now that I've seen both decks, we were thinking on the same level. We yes. were thinking very similar, and yet we still took it in dramatically different directions. After after looking at your list, I had made the correct assumption to not go down a very similar path, uh, but a somewhat similar path. I mean, barbecue is uh, barbecue's uh, well, barbecue. You know, it's fun. It's it's, it's grilling. It's what? It's grilling. It's grilling. Grilling and, and chilling. Uh, so I guess I guess nobody would be surprised to know that you know we both chose red. I don't think that's a shock. I mean, no, you know, <laughs> it's it's fire. It's not a yeah, shock. exactly. And it wasn't. <clears throat> it wasn't a shock to either of us. And there's no, no shocks in either of our decks. Um, so the idea that we both chose we both chose red as at least part of our our decks is not really a surprise. So Andy, I want to talk about your deck first. Okay, that's fine. Um, mostly because <laughs> I want to know like why blue? Because here I'll get it started. Uh, Andy's commanders. And yes, I said it. Commanders are yes. Okun, Eye of Chaos, and Zindersplit, Eye of Wisdom. Yes, a couple Cyclops. All right, so what inspired those two? And I'm going to hand it over. <laughs> so uh, pretty much I was going to go down the food route, but thought that that may have been a little obvious. I figured you were probably going that way. But uh, after coming up with i i came up with the theme and i was like you know what i kind of want to just go all out with it i want to be as just crazy thematic as possible and uh so i thought how can i get the closest to flipping burgers on the grill as i can than flipping coins and you and thought I, one-eyed homunculus that's the I first thing that came out him to mind when you thought barbecue yeah, yeah that one-eyed homunculus <laughs> Uh, and partner who is about 20 times the size. Uh, 
But yeah, I figured flipping burgers. So I thought flipping coins. Nice. Uh, which brought me to my first group of cards, which was all about burger flipping. You know, I got Fiery Gambit in there. I I went through, all, I just typed in flip into Scryfall. Right. And, or coin. And kind of went through and found some cards that either were themey, uh, like Goblin Festival. You know, like festival party. Or just kind of silly. Krark's Thumb and Krark's, Krark the Thumbless had to... Had, of course they were invited to the party. Uh, it's Krark. And then I also kind of... On the flip aspect, went with Hamora, Human Ascendant. Oh yeah, I like the flip yeah. idea. That's very it's nice. Four red red. It. I mean, it came up when I typed in flip. So, uh, four red red. It can't block. It's a four four. And when it is put into a graveyard from play, return it. Play flipped. Uh, so the other half, I guess, because it's the Kamigawa flip. So it's like turn 180 type thing it turns into an enchantment that says creatures you control get plus two plus two and have flying and fire breathing uh which you know also a little on theme some hot stuff um and then uh all the way to uh going back for seconds stitch in time uh which is one blue and red flip a coin if you win the flip take an extra turn after this one uh you know Huh. Kind of going I, back for another burger. I don't remember the last time I went to a barbecue and didn't go back for another. When was the last time you went to a barbecue and they asked you, hamburger or hot, hot dog? dog? Yeah. So my next group in this beautiful deck was hot dogs. So I uh, went through all of the dogs in red, clicked on most of the ones that had fire coming out of them. And I was like, these are some hot dogs. Very but, nice. Uh, Ashmouth Hound, Chandra's Magmut, Igneous Kerr, uh, one of my favorites, Immolating Soul, Soul Eater. Uh, it's a 1-1 one, one for 2, and for a red Phyrexian, so it can be either re- uh, paid for with red or 2 life, it gets plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn, which is just kind of cool. Uh, Lava Hounds, of course. Pyre Hound, of course. Little newer, Underworld Rage Hound. Uh, which has got escape, so keep coming back. So the Underworld Rage Hound, that's yeah. like the hot dog that gives you like heartburn. <laughs> yeah, it uh, just it keeps coming back, back at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what goes best with a hot dog and a hamburger? But their bready bready counterparts, the roll. So I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna flip some coins, I'm gonna roll some dice. All right, all right. Uh, I've got. I guess I should have said this at the top. Got a bunch of silver-bordered cards in here, Bruce, and I hope you're okay with that. Um. I'll live. <laughs> I'll live somehow. Somehow, some way, uh, I will I will survive. It's funny because after I put all the cards in this this group, I wanted to put in Buzzbark, but he does not fit the colors. No. So, needing some rolls. Obviously, I've got Clark's other thumb. You know, Clark, yep. Clark had a plus two. And that plus two was his thumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got Krark's other thumb. I've got chicken egg, chicken a la king, which also kind of theme here if you're grilling up some chicken. I've got uh, goblin bookie, which is kind of fun for red. You can reflip a, a oh, coin yeah. or re-roll a die. Right, which works either way. Fits, yeah. Synergies, man. Uh, and then uh, I've got uh, crazy cow, 
which is from Unglued, which during your upkeep, roll a six-sided die on one, sacrifice Crazy Cow, and on three, deals three damage to each creature and player. Yep. Which is uh, a big, powerful card for uh, four mana on a 3-3 body. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then zooming up to Unstable... We've got uh, Low Blobber and Mad Science Fair Project, which I, from what I remember, Unstable was a very uh, roll-heavy Oh, set. yeah. So it was, it was nice to get some of those in here. Mad Science Fair Project uh, was kind of in there to also bridge the gap between this and my next segment, uh, or next grouping, which was kind of the, uh, the group hug mentality of the chaoticness of this deck uh not to say that it's all group huggy but uh it never is uh i've got a silver bordered card also from uh unglued called ricochet which uh whenever any spell targets a single player each player rolls a six-sided die that spell is directed to the player or players with the lowest die roll two or more players tie for the lowest die roll they re-roll until there is no tie which is uh absurd yes um though you don't really see many spells targeting single players in commander you see it a lot in like one-on-one but yeah um and then we've got a wall of fortune which just uh you can tap an untapped wall to re-roll a die um, and as I was saying before, I've got a bit of uh, group hugginess to this deck uh, in a form I like to call party games. Gotta, gotta have some games at the barbecue. Yeah, right? I'm kind of blowing through this deck, but there's a lot to oh, no. uh, My party games came from the idea that, you know, this, uh, this barbecue <coughs> happening on a beach. Been listening to a lot of B-52s, and I was like, ah, beach. Um, oh boy, yeah, that's some foreshadowing. Ooh. Um, so my party games uh, start off obviously with Game of Chaos, yep. which ridiculously for three red, uh, you flip a coin. Target opponent calls heads or tails. While coin is in air, the loser of the flip uh, loses one life. The winner of the flip gains one life. The winner also can choose to repeat the process, but you double the stakes each time. Have you have you ever played this card? No. I have. Uh, I I've had it played against me. Okay. Uh, I think Who our friend it? Jesse, our oh, friend okay. Jesse has a, a coin flipping deck. Yeah. Uh, and he targeted me, and I think we just kept going and going. I think uh, we got to. I want to say sixteen. Is that? It makes one, sense. Two, yeah. Four, eight, sixteen. Yeah. So like about five flips in, I was I had to call it. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, but you know, it was a lot of fun. It's a good. It's a. It's a good game. It's a good. Card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, in the the silver bordered kind of world, we have the wonderful, the the R and D cards. What are they called? The playtest cards from yep. Mystery Booster. I put in Mana Abundance because nice. I figured that would just be silly if everyone was on the same page all the time with their mana which uh <clears throat> not to 
spoil anything. I think this card would go immensely great in your deck. Uh, I, th- I think it just might, actually. <laughs> I might have to keep... The- You'll have to remind me of this when I actually go to make uh, that particular commander. Um, <laughs> we can talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, pointy Finger of Doom as your spin the bottle. Yep. Uh, th- uh, it's a four-man artifact. You three, uh, three tap it. You spin it in the middle of the table so that it rotates completely at least once, then destroy the closest permanent the finger points to. So it's like uh, spin the bottle, but deadlier. The key with pointy finger of doom Mm -hmm. is you really want a group that is going to play it for the fun. Yeah. Because when you play pointy finger of doom, there is nothing stopping anybody from rearranging their table. And that just wrecks the fun. Because you can easily... (laughs) arrange your entire table so that all the cards are pointing in from the middle of the table in a row and you put the card you're willing to sacrifice at the front well where's the fun in that (laughs) that's just silly the whole point is that it could be a whole bunch of things so you want your opponents to play along with you and not you know try to try to optimize their or try to minimize their loss Uh -uh. right let's just let's just let this rip and you definitely don't want to be playing this card with somebody who plays lands in front. Unless, of course, they only have three. It's like uh, it's like semi-split second type thing. Like, uh, yeah! Kind of goes the same with uh, how your buzz bark used to go when yeah. you were trying to deal damage. Uh, you'd, you'd see a lot of people trying to organize their board. Well, yeah, so I mean... They didn't they, get dice Right, on they want to spread the board out to limit the likelihood of one die landing on two cards and both of the cards <laughs> taking the damage. And I get that. Um, but, you know, I mean, come on. Yeah. Let, let's have some fun here. Um, on we go to strategy. Strategy. Jesus. Strategy. Schmagedy. Say that ten times fast. One in a red. That's it. One in a red. Roll a six, six-sided die. Uh, it has the indicated effect. One, do nothing. Two, destroy all artifacts. Three, destroy all lands. Uh-oh. Uh, four, it deals three damage to each creature and each player. Uh, five, each player discards their hand and draws seven cards. Six, repeat this process two more times. Um, which, if you are using Clark's other thumb... You don't necessarily have to choose the highest one. You just choose the one that you want. Uh, so Clark's other thumb, uh, you just kind of roll two dice, choose the one. But, I mean, this is much more fun if it's completely random, which is why it's a party game. Uh, and then the gamiest of all, uh, I will note, I did not put Goblin Game in here on purpose. <laughs> um, just putting that out there. Okay. It's... Uh, it just didn't it didn't feel right i wanted these games to be absurd yeah uh so this is water gun balloon game as water gun balloon game enters the battlefield each player puts a pop counter on zero uh there's like a bar up the side of it um this is a two-mana artifact uh when a player casts a spell move that player's pop counter up one uh again it counts up to five um, when a player's pop counter hits five, the player uh, that player creates a five-five p- 
pink giant teddy bear creature token and resets all pop counters to zero. And then you start again. I'm pretty sure that I have a 5-5 pink giant teddy bear creature token. Well, you bought on sanction, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. Maybe, I... maybe just for that token, but <laughs> I couldn't say for sure. Hmm. It's a, it's a pretty gnarly card. Uh, the art has the pink giant teddy bear um, and uh, shooting some... Uh, it it kind of is like almost like a first-person shooter view, trying to shoot some water into the mouths of some grotesque beings, filling up a... You know, it's like a carnival game. Yeah. I don't know why I'm explaining carnival yeah, games. It's, but, a car- it's, it's a carny game. Uh, it's fun. Um, <clears throat> the next place I went was I remembered, hmm, Andy. Uh, <laughs> I I was talking to myself. Uh, I remembered watching. He was. I can't remember if it was Loading Ready Run or if it was Day Nine. They were playing something, uh, and the Dominaria Karn came up. Karn Scion of Urza. Uh, and somebody mentioned, oh yeah, Dad Karn. And I was like, what? And I think somebody somebody on stream was like, what? Uh, and they explained it. Karn Sion of Urza, on a very quick glance, looks like he's standing at a grill, holding a plat, like a plate to put, you know, whatever on the grill. Burgers, dogs, chicken, whatever you got. And uh, so I, I just had to include it. I had to include Grill Karn. So, well, I yeah, you have to include Grillcarn. Along with that, I also had to include Spatula of the Ages, uh, which is an unglued card, because, I mean, I needed a spatula. Uh, it's a four-mana artifact, and for four and tap and sacrifice Spatula of the Ages, put a card uh, put into play from your hand any card from an unglued supplement, which uh, I think I counted uh, is one two uh three four okay there's m- many more than i had yeah. counted before the chicken ala king is also from unglued oh okay yeah he, he just so got, he got the reprint so so five but really it only is a mana cost reduction kind of no not even it's not a mana cost reduction for any of them so we've got ashnod's coupon uh which is a zero mana artifact tap and sack target player gets you a drink or, sorry, target player gets you target drink. Uh, errata, you pay any cost for the drink. Uh, so, you know, you, you crack that, somebody go gets you a beer. I think uh, it really says a lot about magic players as a whole. <laughs> that, uh, if you'll note, uh, there's there, there are a number of silver-bordered cards in this deck. Um, Ashnod's coupon, at the time of the, at the time of us running the show is worth $9 at Card Kingdom <laughs> for a silver-bordered yes. card, and all it does is it makes somebody else go and get you a drink. <laughs> uh, and then we have the questionably vegetarian option, hot soup. So that, with with those cards, I was just kind of like, oh man, like I'm getting off the rails silly uh, with this deck. It's the best way to be. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. Uh, where do I go next? Um, if I mean, if I'm on the beach, I gotta have some sort of wildlife. 
so I've got my uninvited beach guests, which we've been playing this one up now for the last <laughs> 10 minutes. Guess what, guys? I got the rock lobster in here. I do not have scissor lizards or paper lion, paper yeah, tiger, paper tiger. Uh, but I got the rock lobster in here, which is a four mana artifact uh, for four three. Artifact creature lobster. Creatures named Scissors Lizard cannot attack or block. Uh, not really applicable. Um, but uh, unless I guess somebody's playing a Scissors Lizard. And then with that, I also have Sandbar Crocodile. Bring back the phasing. Uh, it's a four and a blue for a six five. Yeah. With phasing, which means that uh, you play it on turn five. Turn six, it's it phases out. Turn seven, it phases back in, and then you can finally attack with it. And then we have a bunch of uh, Viachino Sand Blank. So Viachino Sand Scout, Sand Sprinter, Sand Stalker, Sand Swimmer. Uh, you know, the Viachino like to crash parties. But along with that, uh, not only do we have the the shore, the shore locked uh, visitors, but we have the water locked vis- visitors. Uh, we've got Voracious great shark mm-hmm. uh, and all of these generally bounce things we've got voracious great shark uh no, five four no. flash uh yeah no, when no. it enters counter target no, artifact or creature spell no, no. we've got the pouncing shore shark which is the scary one because whenever it mutates you may return target creature and opponent controls to its owner's hand this is literally the only mutate card in the deck so you have to probably just mutate it onto something else yep. to get its effect. Otherwise, it's just a shark beast. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Coastal Breach and Engulf the Shore. I did not put in Cyclonic Rift, uh, but I put in these two cards. <coughs> and you've also got Swirling Sandstorm. Oh, yeah, Swirling Sandstorm, because it has sand in the title. Yes. Uh, and then I've got, you know, a handful of... Mana rocks, making up my rocky coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because mm-hmm. I just needed something to fill out my ramp. And, yeah. Uh, and then uh, some lands of note. I've got Caldera Lake, because maybe it's a lake beach with all those sharks. Uh, <laughs> Desolate Lighthouse, because you find lighthouses mm-hmm. near the beach. Often on the beach. The Grasping Dunes. I like that one. <laughs> Grasping Dunes. Uh, Unknown Shores. Um, my favorite. Lonely uh, Sandbar. Lonely Sandbar. Oh. And then uh, to round out the deck, uh, something I want this deck to eventually do at some point uh, is I put in Kedis from Commander Legends. Yes. Kedis Emberclaw Familiar. One in a red. It's your little... Your little uh, your little lizard friend. It's a 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Legendary creature, elemental lizard. Whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other opponent. So I know I kind of glossed over these uh, at the beginning of the deck tech, but uh, Zindersplit, Eye of Wisdom, says uh, partner with Okun. Okun? Okun? Okun. Okun. Eye of Okun. Sure. Uh, Eye of Chaos. At the beginning of a combat on your turn, flip a coin until you lose a flip. Whenever a player wins a flip, draw a card. Which, great. Card draw. That's some of the only card draw I have in the game, or in the deck, but it does pretty good. 
Now, Ocon, Eye of Chaos, four and a red for a 3 3. For a 3 3, at the beginning of combat, on your turn, flip a coin until you lose a flip. So, you're flipping a coin, and if you have both out, you flip a coin until you lose a flip twice. Whenever a player, including yourself, wins a coin flip, double Ocon's power and toughness until end of turn. So, you somehow flip three coins in a row and win all of them. Uh, it's three, six, 12, 24. It's 24, 24. You hit anybody with it, you're doing 24 damage to everyone with it. Um, granted, the ones that you don't hit on combat damage don't get commander damage, but that is a lot of damage. Uh, so I just kind of threw this in there because I was like, oh, I want to see this happen. It <laughs> uh, does seem cool. I like that. that I that's like my that little, little setup. That's my little pet card of this deck, uh, along with Ashnod's coupon, of course. Of course. Um, I'm I'm so excited for this deck. Uh, I, I spent the past couple days kind of brewing it, and every time I thought of a new category, I was like, oh, this is going to be a stupid party. <laughs> Because I don't think, I don't think I can win with this deck, but I think I can make it. I can make everyone have just like an absurd amount of fun, just playing around this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. And my favorite part, Architect tells me that this deck costs seventy three dollars and eleven cents, <laughs> which. I mean, I guess, like, because 15 of them are silver-bordered cards, but, like, so what? Like, it's just... And the best part is, honestly, Ashnod's coupon is nine of those $73. (laughs) I mean, that's just comical. Oh, my God, I forgot a a whole category. What what do you cook those those hot dogs and hamburgers on, Bruce, but a fire? Fire! So I have a a five-card fire pile i guess <laughs> yeah uh, i've got bonfire of the damned uh-huh i've got coal stoker yep. which is uh no relation exuberant fire stoker also no relation oh uh <laughs> roast and skewer the critics just because uh you know because they're fun fire theme yeah specifically food type kind of eh, party and food that's that's my that's my jam nice Nice. Yeah. Whoo. I would Man. say you've done an excellent job with the theme. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. I'm, I'm hey, honored. Hey. You know what? Well, I mean, come I'll on. invite you to my, my barbecue. Excellent. I mean, if I can get some burgers, some dogs. Hell yeah. I'm, uh, I, I'm all about that. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll even bring along my own Ashnaut's coupon. <laughs> so. No, this, is, um, this, is, this, lo- this looks like a lot of fun. I sure hope it is. Because I'm playing it on Thursday. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, because, I mean, my last theme deck went all right, I would say. My my oh, germ yeah. deck was was all right. Yep. Um, so, that's my deck. Uh, Bruce, get ready for your deck. Because we're going to go to a break. We're going we're gonna to go to our sponsor see what they have to say hopefully it's something good 
All right. So while we're, <laughs> while we're on the sponsor break, I'll get myself hyped and ready to go. Yes, I'll get you hyped. Here we go. All right. Let's go. Sponsor break. Three, two, one. Goodbye. Be right back. Not goodbye. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Rakdos Carnarium. When you come over for dinner, the question is whether or not you're eating it or you are. Mention this podcast and get a two-for-one special for the next week. Rakdos Carnarium, the finest barbecue in all of Ravnica. All right, back to you guys. All right, we're Everyone back. Everyone had matching towels. There you go. Hyped you up. There we go. Um, all right. So normally I would start with the commander, but honestly, um, I think it's safe to say the commander, while suitable for the deck, was really very much of an afterthought when it came to this deck. I started with the cards and then decided, okay, I need a commander that allows me to build this deck, and I picked <laughs> whatever I thought was the most appropriate commander. So we'll save the commander for just a minute. Um, when I decided what I wanted to do, uh, I thought barbecue, and I thought, okay, we want food, obviously. That's the key for the barbecue. Obviously. Um, however, I wanted a particular kind of food, and I immediately thought of a... Food tokens? Well, I thought about food tokens, but if we were going to do barbecue, let's do barbecue. Let's roast a pig. Oh. Let's roast a pig. So... Uh, not surprisingly to anybody who's played Magic for any length of time, there are no pigs in Magic. Mm. There are only mm. boars. So, you get boars. Um, I thought boar worked out pretty well anyway. Uh, as a fan of Asterix and Obelix, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a big lover of the boar. Uh, and so once I got past that, then I also considered the food tokens as well. So... Um, so you'll see the the primary theme of the deck is uh, is both the boar creatures and food tokens. So um, we'll start down the main part. Um, so the biggest category of all. The biggest category of all is food. So um, I actually got to be a little bit picky here because I did not pick <laughs> I did not pick every single pig that was available. I actually got to pick and choose a little bit. Um, not a ton, but a little bit. P- picky eater, Bruce? Uh, well, you know, I, I yeah. Well, you okay. know, I, I, don't want, well, I don't want my hey, boar Hey, this is raw. your barbecue. You can do whatever raw you want. Boar. Yeah. Well, I, want it, I want it to sit and soak and spin and oh, sizzle, have that fat spin. dripping down into the fire. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Um, so, anyways, so some of the boars that I chose, uh, I chose Archetype of Endurance. Um, of course. Because, I mean, creatures I control with hexproof, meaning you don't get to eat them until I say they're ready. Uh, <laughs> creatures my opponents control lose hexproof and can't have or gain hexproof. Uh, I don't really need to go too far into this. Uh, I mean, it's here because it's a boar, and it's a big beefy boar. So, that was part of it. Beefy or porky? Well, I guess porky. <laughs> it, it, porky certainly makes more sense. Um, <laughs> boar tusk liege. Uh, this one is not actually a boar. It just has boar in the name. Hmm. Um, but when you look at the picture, he's riding a big pig. Uh, it gives other red creatures and other green creatures, they each get plus one, plus one. So, uh, and given that 
almost every creature in the deck is either red or green or both or at least one of those yeah um it's a, it works out to be a pretty decent card yeah that that goblin brought his own food he did and you um, gave him a plus one plus one yes yeah. um brindle boar uh i like the idea that you can sacrifice it to gain four life it just sort of makes sense uh, of course you're going to sack it you're eating it and that would you know give you a little more strength uh, and then I'll just go through some of the others here. There's Bristling Boar, uh, there's Crashing Boars, uh, there's Festerhide Boar, there is uh, Ilarg, the Ray's Boar. There was a it's big part of me. Meat. It, it most likely is some tough meat. There was a big part of me that wanted to try and build the entire deck around this card. I wanted to make this the commander and try and make it work, and I just couldn't. There were just way too many good cards in other colors that I absolutely desperately wanted to have, and I just couldn't justify it. So um, I think Ilarg does is is a really good creature, and the whole theme of putting the creature out, attacking, and then putting it back into your hand, I really like that idea, and I I just I like the card altogether. So um, so Ilarg the Razebore was definitely in there. Uh, yeah, and it's a nice set piece with the next uh, the next boar in the deck too Nessian boar Nessian boar yes uh, um, yeah because the Nessian boar lures everybody else to yeah. check it out cuz i mean hey Ilarg is you know <laughs> it's a big tough boar and the Nessian boar is uh, boar is certainly more uh, more juicy and a 106 to boot um, yeah then there's outland boar prickle boar rubble belt boar uh, Valakut Fireboar, and Wolf's Quarry, which is, you know, the three little pigs. But, you know, in Magic, they're three little boars. Um, yeah. And those will definitely be juicy. Yeah, I mean, they when they die, they literally make food. Exactly. <laughs> um, I did throw a few other bits of food in there. Um, Fell the Pheasant, because, well... For I, a classic fantasy right. barbecue. <laughs> um primarily it's in there because you know i needed a way to deal with some flyers but it sure it fits the theme um yeah you do damage and you create a food token so uh, hell yeah that that seemed to make sense to me um i chose free range chicken as one of my un options i used to have a uh a, an unglued chicken deck <laughs> um you can really ramp up the size of the chicken just by rolling a couple of six-sided dice a, a few times, um, and it only costs two. I like the card, and hey, free chicken. Um, yeah. Gilded Goose was another one I added. When it enters the battlefield, you get a food token, and then it takes your food tokens and makes them into mana. So you're not just sacking a token, a food token for life. You can sack it now to gain mana and. Trust me when I say this deck needs all the help it can get when it gets to when it, as far as mana and ramping. Yeah, I mean, and this is this is like some of standards best ramp right here. I took I took what I could get. Um, I've got. <laughs> oh, an, that wasn't sarcastic. <laughs> oh, uh, I took. Uh, I also added Golden Hind, not a particularly great creature, but hey, and, and then there's Poultry Geist, which is the other un. Uh, yeah, it's I know it's it's already it's an already dead chicken, but. Um, you know, I don't want to eat a live chicken, right? And you know, it, it flies, it gets a little bigger, you mess around <laughs> with some stuff. I like that. Um, 
so that was sort of the the way the food setup went um, obviously there are there are a handful of other cards in the deck that will make food tokens um, and we'll get to those in a minute but these are the Bruce these who's are the cooking up ones. this food ah well this is the other part when I when I talked about the other people who were who were attending we've got the ones who are making the food the ones who provide the food and the ones who eat the food so the creatures so who provides well the butcher because we're talking about a whole of lot of pigs so i've got brood butcher in here uh, i've got butcher oh, of yeah i've got butcher of malakir so this isn't all bad cards <laughs> <laughs> i've got faceless butcher which in its day was a good card um so i've got three butchers and uh then i've got the uh the if we're going to be doing this many pigs we're going to need some pit bosses here so we've got kuro pit lord wow literally <laughs> yes quite literally now practically speaking it costs nine and during your upkeep you have to pay four black this is wow. a this is a four color deck and black is not one of the two primary colors <laughs> so uh kuro is in here for the theme and less so because you're actually hoping to cast him. He's actually a really good target for Ilharg. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and a number of the cards that I was thinking of were going to be good targets for Ilharg. In any event, there it is. Um, one of the other pit lords, I've got Lord of the Pit. Uh, hey! I mean, again, another card that costs a lot of black, but um, that one you can make work. And the idea of sacrificing a creature each turn... Uh, well, I mean, we are at a barbecue, people. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty appropriate. Um, and then of the other pit boss, um, I really like this one. Uh, Sisters of the Flame. Now, this is Ooh. an old school card. Uh, Sisters of the Flame just sounds like, you know, somebody who knows their, or a group of people who know their way around barbecue, you know. <laughs> That, that you can you can you can see that stitched into a stitch into somebody's denim jacket. Um, they they tap and <laughs> especially add, with that hair. Right. They tap and add one mana uh, to your mana pool, and there are two two creatures for three mana. This isn't you know they're they're not spectacular or anything, but they just I love the name. I thought it fit the theme perfectly. Oh, definitely. Um, and at every barbecue. You're going to need people there who are going to be eating the barbecue. So this is where another one of my uncard comes in. Uh, fat ass. Uh, you'll note all of the uh, the splattering of condiments all over <laughs> the all over the card. Um, and I'm not really going to get into it any more than that, other than hey, fat ass. I mean, there you go. Uh, we got yeah. feasting troll king. Um, this is another one with a, a pretty harsh mana cost. It costs six and four of those six are green uh so uh this could be a little difficult to actually play out but uh we'll make it work um you can very easily get it back from your graveyard though right and it creates food tokens on top of being the uh, feasting troll king so uh i i just thought this was going to be a very fun card to throw in the deck um and then finally gluttonous troll because hey, it's barbecue. If you're not going to be glutton yeah. at the barbecue, then when? And the gluttonous troll also creates food tokens and lets you sack other permanents to make them. 
a little bigger so yeah gluttonous troll also is just like a real good card uh in terms of its its multiplayer synergies like it i mean when it enters the battlefield create a number of food tokens equal to the number of opponents you have right those are always a couple nice words to have on your on your cards uh when it references having more than one opponent well exactly so um so that was sort of where i went with the creatures um much like andy uh you gotta have fire got it gotta have fire um I think you're going to recognize at least a couple of these cards. Uh, Bonfire of the Damned, I believe that one was also in Andy's deck, and mm-hmm. Roast was another one that was from Andy's deck. Um, I went a little bit different. Uh, I got Bathe in Dragonfire, uh, mostly because of the, the flavor text. I loved it. I thought it was perfect. The scent of cooked flesh lingers in the charred landscape of Tarkir. That makes you think Ooh. barbecue, doesn't it? Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially the smell, like... <sighs> exactly. So some of the other cards that fit into the fire theme uh, was Captive Flame, Open Fire, uh, Smoke, uh, Sword of Fire and Ice, uh, and uh, I saved the sort of for the end, Fire Shrieker, because I love mm. that every once in a while you put that piece of meat over the fire and it sizzles and it has that little scream sound to it where you can hear you can almost hear like yeah like the the steam escaping yeah and i love that oh yeah oh Um, that's great uh a couple of the other cards uh i was sort of focused on the idea of uh so if you're gonna have fire well you have to have a way to make the fire so i looked at wood and coal options uh sorry ambassador oak you're not coming to enjoy the food at the fire <laughs> at this barbecue. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be doing some slow roasting, and we might need to borrow your limbs. <laughs> um, it's the giving tree, right? And then I've got Coal Stoker. Uh, no relation. No relation. Um, <laughs> and Coal Hauler Swine, which honestly, for this for this particular deck, works in so many ways because. Hey, I've got the coal for the wooden coal options. I've got the swine for the for the boar options. Uh, for those of you who's looking at the card, I know it says beast, but we recently looked it up, and it is in fact a beast a beast boar. I boar believe beast. that was the case, right? Boar beast. Yep. Perfect. Boar beast. Um, I also included might of oaks. Um, this card gets me too many times, and hey, it's an oak. Yeah. So there we go. I thought it, it fit really well, fit the theme, and you know, if every once in a while I can swing one of those little smaller boars through to hit some hit for some damage, well, you know, surprise! Hell yeah, dude! Uh, and we'll pound you. Uh, we got shower of coals, and finally tinder wall, which it was funny because when I put it in the deck, I hadn't really considered just how well this this card works. Um, starts as wood. And then you bur- literally burn it to create red mana or do damage to a creature. It really doesn't get much better than that. So, so I really like that option. Um, some of the ramp options, um, yeah, I put the signets in there, but just ignore those because they're not really on theme. <laughs> um, more importantly, I've got charcoal diamond, I've got a coal golem, I've got fire diamond, I've got moss fire egg. Uh, those were some of the on theme. Uh, pieces of ramp that I could that, that I made work. Yeah, so. I mean, Cole Stoker kind of fits that too. Yeah, yeah. 
I think Cole Stoker could have gone. Most of the wood coal options that I had yeah. were sort of, uh, I expected that they were going to tie into the ramp, but yeah. um, it worked out pretty well. Um, while Andy had the spatula of the ages, I have the butcher's cleaver. Because if you're going to have three butchers in your deck, you better have a cleaver for them to use. Um, I also have the giant's skewer. Um, Which, I mean, depicts literally a hog being skewered. Exactly. Uh, and the best part is uh, I was talking with, with my wife, Yolanda, while I was building the deck. And we were sort of throwing out ideas for what to, you know, terms to search for. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, it came up for the with the food tokens, and then I'm just like, "Oh, you've got to be kidding!" There's this is the reason that there is black in this deck, because there <laughs> was just no way I was going to let a card go that literally shows a boar being burnt, being cooked, <laughs> and it fits the theme so perfectly. So I had to, yeah. I had to make sure that black stayed in the deck, because um, there was a little bit where I wanted to go down to just red and green, and I think I could have, but. I couldn't pass this card up. I just couldn't. And yes, I appreciate that as far as play with the deck, it's not particularly exciting. Um, I mean, it makes food on combat damage. It so does. Cool. It does. Um, the thing is, is that a food token, It's you spend two mana to gain three life. It's, it is just not nearly as good as, as the treasure token. So, yeah. you know, you have to keep that in mind. I mean, obviously, Gilded Goose will change that whole setup. But right. uh, the food tokens are, you know, maybe not the best of the tokens, but, man, they fit the theme so well. I, I don't know how you, yeah. you know, you just, you just got to go with it. A lot, of the, a lot of the food synergies you see in Magic uh, generally are either using food for fueling other uh, outlets or... Uh, I mean, like right. Gilded Goose or uh, Cauldron's Familiar. Yeah, but, Feasting uh, Troll King. I would say food tokens toward endgame are real, real good, considering you'll start to find yourself with more and more mana up. Right, uh, you find, yeah. I, I mean, when it's about it's to become... It's a great mana sink, yeah. Yeah, when it's about to become your turn, if you have any untapped mana, well, tap it, sack your food. <laughs> I mean, you know, like a few extra points, a few extra life points. I, I, I've heard multiple people say this, and I, I think it's accurate. Three life is a lot for this. Like, it should have either costed more or been less life, but it will save you at some point, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, two other artifacts I want to mention: Witch's Cauldron and Witch's Oven. Because Ooh. hey, you know, if you're at a barbecue, you're gonna need somewhere to cook it. Um, yeah. I like the idea of the witch's oven. Just, you know, the whole burning coals. and you, I, I was picturing much more of a, a pizza-style oven or something that allows for that long, slow roasting. <laughs> uh, long, slow roast. So there was that. And um, if we're going to be at... Uh, if this is going to be a barbecue, then this should be a festival. And so I included market festival. Um, ah, very nice. Yeah. And uh, whenever Enchanted Land taps for mana, its controller adds two mana of any combination of colors to their mana pool. So um, I realize that this thing costs four, and that generally puts it out of any sort of reasonableness when you're thinking about ramp or you're thinking about anything like <laughs> that. Um, but given yeah. the deck, it fits the theme, 
and it really helps a lot with a lot of the crazy mana costs that are in this deck because there are some wild ones mm-hmm. um and i also included uh grim feast because hey a barbecue it's a feast um i didn't necessarily say it had to be pig maybe it turns <laughs> out it's just you yeah um, i mean our sponsor knows a thing or two about that <laughs> uh, they just might they just might um I also included Insatiable Appetite, because, hey, you're sacrificing food tokens to get much bigger, and Insatiable Appetite is something you definitely want to be bringing to a barbecue. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I included, in my in my land set, I had a few lands that fit. Uh, I thought Castle Ember F was particularly good. Uh, there were a lot, of, a lot of Cinder, so Cinder Barons mm-hmm. and Cinder Glade. Uh, the Dairy Gaz Caldera worked well for me. Uh, I thought yeah. Firelit Thicket for the fire. Uh, Great Furnace sort of ties into the whole Witch's Oven, ties into the roasting of the boar and all that kind of thing. So I thought that was cool. Uh, Moss Fire Valley, just, hey, there's fire. Just <laughs> fire. Uh, Skarg the Rage Pits. Um, it's less about angry in the pits and more about cooking stuff in the pits. But, Heck you know, yeah. the pits... I thought that worked out well. Um, and uh, most importantly, uh, Temple of the False God. Uh, just <laughs> it, Honestly, the card just fits the theme in virtually every deck that you can come up with. Uh, you really can't go wrong. Uh, Temple of the False God. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and I guess now that I've finished with the deck, the commander, Yurlock of Scorch Thrash. Uh, Scorch, I thought, fit, fit well with the... Uh, with the theme of the deck. Um, I don't know, Bruce. I wouldn't trust him at my barbecue. He might just mana burn everything. <laughs> he might just do that. Um, so, yeah, and for those of you who, who recognize uh, your lock of Scorch Thrash, um, he does do mana burn. And if you don't know what mana burn is, go look it up, because the guy named Mana Burned <laughs> on Twitter is not going to have not going to go through and tell you <laughs> what it does. Go find out for yourself. I'll tell you. It says, uh, well, Yurlock's your your text, for those still wondering, uh, he's a 4-4 four, four for one uh, black, red, green. Uh, he's got Vigilance, and uh, which is important because of his activated ability. Uh, but he says, uh, a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life, which is quite literally mana burn. Uh, and his activated ability is one generic tap, each player adds black, red, green. Yeah, you add Jund. Uh, jund. Uh, so, uh, one in tap, each player gets three mana of those specific colors. Yeah. So, now, Andy, you had mentioned, and I'm going to bring this back, <laughs> you had mentioned mana abundance out of your deck, which is mm-hmm. one of the... Uh, um, oh, one of the playtest cards. And for From, two and uh, a Mystery red, boosters. Yeah. it's if a player would add mana, instead all players add that mana. Well, when when your lock taps, each player adds black, red, and green. Now, if I'm reading this <laughs> right, that would mean that each player would add black, red, and green, and when they add it, it would everyone then, adds it. Everyone yeah. adds it. So if there's a four-player game, for one mana, each player would add four black, Twelve? four red, yeah. and four green to their mana pool. Seems about right. Um. And it's your favorite type of card, a world enchantment. Yes, love me a world <laughs> enchantment. Um, 
And since you can tap your lock at any point in time, you can tap it at points where you know your opponents are going to be taking some burn with that 12 mana, because it's 12 mana. Yeah. Um, in any event, that is my deck. Um, hmm. I, Unlike Andy, I'm not nearly as excited to try and actually play this. <laughs> um, I very much kept to the barbecue... I kept... Pardon me. I kept to the barbecue theme um, and really focused on the theme a lot more than the playability. I just wanted... I wanted a car... I wanted a deck that more told the story of the barbecue as opposed to worrying about whether or not it was going to be playable. Um, I yeah. will say I did try and match the lands up so that they at least... Uh, uh, so that the lands could play out the spells. So if you do decide you want to take a shot with this and see how it plays, you're certainly welcome to, and the land base should help with that. Um, I would not. Uh, I personally would not recommend it. Um, <laughs> I would, I, if you're going to choose one of the decks, go with Andy's deck. Um, play that I... one. Um, if you want to try in this one, uh, I would recommend looking at one of the smaller themes for it and building the deck more around that theme. Yeah, um, I really like yours so. because it it really it's it's uh, it, it's a story of choices. You have to choose which butcher to go to. The butcher helps you pick out your meat, uh, and then you know you you have to choose the right the right uh, wood for the the right fire for the right temperature and smoke and you know it's it's very artisan. It's very an, it's an artisan process of your your smoking boar um it's uh it's great um the more i think about it now though the more i think is that what i'm missing i'm missing i'm missing some booze i don't have booze, any booze yeah. in this deck i need some booze because <laughs> if you're going to spend all day you know roasting a pig on the spit you really want to have some booze there, <laughs> there should be beers involved and I have not done that here, so. Well, uh, I know a zero mana artifact that. Yes. Get you there. Yes. Just sneak it into hand. So, um, so there was that, but. It's funny. I almost went with a, like I said, I almost went with a, uh, a food themed deck, like very heavy on food tokens, is where I was thinking of going, uh, but I really wanted to do like a Zedru build. Um, where I would give out the food tokens to everyone. But uh, surprisingly, I mean, not that surprisingly, uh, there's not a lot of food token generators in blue and white, and Zedru is blue, white, and red. <laughs> um, I really like uh, your deck for... I feel like Ilharg was a, is a big hidden commander in this deck. Um, it really is. Uh, I mean he is one of the stars uh and i think you really want to be able to run it back um that's yeah. part of uh part of what i was saying i mean this deck tells a story and it follows the barbecue theme you know if you really want to focus on the idea of ilarg as a sort of a hidden commander in this deck i think you can very well do it in this in this particular set i think this these are three colors that would work well with Ilarg, um, I think you can uh, choose a handful of the uh, creature options that are in the deck that would go very well with Ilarg. Um, but then I think there's a number of cards you could probably pull out. 
and use those and and then replace them with cards that will make Ilarg even more powerful or mm -hmm. find better ways because like there there's nothing here that protects your commander uh, mm -hmm. there's no way to get any card back from the graveyard so there are some obvious drawbacks to the deck but um, mm. <laughs> like I said I wanted to go with the theme I stuck with the theme I went I went for it whole hog hey <laughs> hey well, I think on that note, we're going to wrap it up. Um, if you if you want to build a barbecue deck, uh, send us a link. We'd love to see it. Uh, you can you can link us on Twitter. We're at FalsePodMTG. Or you can email it to us at FalsePodMTG at gmail.com. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for us this week uh, and this season. Oh, my God. I almost forgot that it was the season finale. Thank you for hanging in there through season two. Uh, we'll be back in three weeks. We're going to take two weeks off. We'll be back on the third week uh, with a new season. Season yeah. three of Temple of the False Pod. Can't believe it. Can't believe so it. So exciting. We've done 20 episodes, Bruce. It's obscene. I can't believe we've done 20 episodes. I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, you'll get two weeks off. How about that? All right. That's what I needed. Phew. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so, we'll be back then. Uh, we're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Thank you for listening. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Have a great night, and uh, may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the False Pod. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com and tell us your favorite magic-related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you and to Bruce. He's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch. We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple.